Are you looking to expand your organization and struggling to find qualified candidates? This week, my guest, career success coach Lisa McDonald says that if you're having trouble attracting great resumes, you might want to start with your own corporate resume. How do you do that? Well, you start by listening to this episode. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the digital toolbox from Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, I am really excited. I get to hang out with my good friend, Lisa McDonald, and Lisa is the founder of Career Polish. She is a career success coach. She's an award-winning resume writer, and she really focuses her time on helping people find that right place to spend a third of their life. And obviously, you as a business owner are looking for people who are going to be happy. And her job is to help them find you. And today, we're going to turn it around, and she's going to help you find them. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Lorraine. Thanks so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. This is a blast. You know, we were talking as we were out walking, because that's what we do, about the fact that you spend a lot of time helping people develop their personal brand. But I think that companies that are competing for employees need to think about that too. It's really interesting because the focus is always on the candidate. You have to meet our needs. You have to change your approach. You have to change your resume. You have to change your writing style to fit our needs. But the way that your needs are being packaged hasn't changed. That attitude of you as a job candidate have to change to work with us was fine when there were lots of people and not a lot of jobs. But we're entering a time where there are lots of jobs that need to be filled and not as many qualified candidates. Well, not only that, think about the cost that it takes for a wrong hire Mm. and the training and the investment, not just financial, but emotional, mental, that you're really putting a lot of your resources, especially when you're trying to grow or build and how taxing it is on your team. So this isn't a mistake that you can take lightly. No. And so you really need to think about your company brand and how you're positioning yourself in the marketplace. What would you recommend for a small business owner that's trying to establish their brand to attract the right candidates? Well, I think that that you made a perfect first step. And that is that before you look externally as to what to bring in, look internally as to what you're projecting. Because like attracts like. So if your brand is in the market, if it is lackluster, if it is generic, well, then guess what? You're going to really get a lot of resumes that are lackluster and generic. Mm -hmm. If you're telling people that, hey, we're a young, hungry, innovative company, but then your website is something from Wix from 10 years ago and hasn't been updated, you're lying. And you're not walking the talk. You're not being authentic. And candidates will see through that. And that's a great point because one of the things that I will tell people when I work with them on their brand, um, and this goes to a company as well, and especially LinkedIn. Have you ever noticed that when you're, you're on LinkedIn and you're reading a profile, you're reading the words, but you're looking at the picture and you're trying to figure out how tall is this person? What does their voice sound like? 
you know, is, oh, they're from Chicago. What kind of accent do they have? Or they're from, you know, the South. Do they say y'all? Those type of things. So we instinctually build a picture of somebody or something in our head based on the words that they use. This is what I do. This is my specialty in crafting that. But as a brand, as a company, we're doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. The messaging of who you are and how you present yourself, and then taking that same thought process even into the job description. Mm -hmm. Really, you do want to bring their personality into it. Because the other thing is, you know, think about it from your side of the table as you're reading these, these resumes. What is the image that you're forming of them? And does it fit in? And that's one thing that I will coach people is that you want your personality to shine through so that somebody reads this, whether it be a resume, whether it be LinkedIn, you're going to know immediately if that's a good fit for your company. But are you doing the same thing for them? That was the thing when we started doing more active recruiting and we started including things like, how do you feel about popsicles? Or making that a, a requirement is that candidate must love cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the personality? Because this is a fun office. If mm -hmm. you work with Round Peg, you're going to know you're going to have a lot of fun. You're going to get the best service that there is, but you can have a lot of fun along the way. But the other side of that is that you're going to have that mirror held in front of you mm -hmm. and you're going to be held accountable and you're going to be put to task. So it's a collaborative, it's an accountable, but it's an amazing, fun journey. You demonstrate this not just by your people, but by your online presence. Mm -hmm. So when somebody, you know, applies online and they read through, if you say something about Clyde or Benny and the people that you're talking to have no idea, they haven't done the research. Mm -hmm. You know you don't want them. Mm -hmm. But if they've done your research and they can't tell you anything about your company, what are you giving them to talk about? Absolutely. And so using social profiles to extend that brand, mm -hmm. presenting behind the scenes looks at how a company works and how the people work together helps tell that story. I think a lot of it too is why do you do what you do? This was a driver of your business. This is why you created it. That's one of the biggest drivers. It's not just the why, but also, why now? Mm -hmm. Why do you do what you do now? When you start being personable and you start being vulnerable, you're going to attract people who resonate with that and that, you know what, I care about that too. And yeah, I will take a pay cut or I will change something because I believe in their mission. Mm -hmm. So it starts with kind of going back to your original question. It starts with you and thinking about if you wanted to hang out with somebody for eight hours a day, what kind of person do you want to hang out with? What strengths do you need that make up for your weaknesses that you're going to work well together? And then how would you entice somebody in a conversation to at least talk about this opportunity? So stop being so far removed from your hiring process, from your job description, and start putting some skin in the game. Absolutely. And then the other side of it is, if you do this right, you're going to get a lot of candidates. You're going to get a lot of resumes. And I think it's too easy to fall into that trap of, oh, this is a graphic design job and we want, or this is a, a writing job or whatever job, a project management, and we want someone who has three to five years of this specific experience. But you were saying earlier when we were talking that sometimes the best candidates 
don't check off any of those boxes. Really, they don't. Um, and and it's it's so fascinating and it's wonderful. The thing is, I think when you start with an outdated job description and you're starting with here's the boxes I need to check, your mentality stays in that lane. So. One of the things that when I work with people who change careers um, are looking for a difference, the first thing, they're not going to have like-to-like skills, okay? You haven't done these things before. So what I do is say, let's take a step back, uh, project management. What are the skills that you need to be successful in project management? You know, you need communication, be able to bring people together, consensus, organization, budget, whatever those things are. Let's look at examples of when you've done that. So when somebody's reading your resume, they can see you have the skills they don't have to teach and you're ready for that next step. You know, when I was in recruiting in the financial industry, I really didn't want people who had been at different financial industries. It was, well, this isn't how we did it here. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a reason you're not there anymore. <laughs> so I don't want that. But they had the skills that I didn't have to teach them. They knew how to listen. They knew how to build relationships. They knew how to think beyond the box. I can teach you the stocks, the bonds, the annuities, those type of things. So that's one thing when you're looking at those, don't look at the boxes. You're missing the full picture. So really that idea of looking at can this person learn is way more important than have they done this task before. Well, and there's, and that's a double-edged sword on that one. So there's really two distinct. Can they learn, which is important. I don't care whatever it ages is. So don't discount older workers because, you know, don't say, well, they're not technology. You'd be amazed. Um, so, yes, it's important. Can they learn this? Do they, have they proven themselves that they can learn? But the other thing is, if they have these skills, if they've doing it three to five years, did they do it well? Mm-hmm. And did they prove it to you? Mm-hmm. And if they just check the boxes and they're matching, they're using your job description, their resume, they're going to get through your, you know, your systems. They're going to show all those. But is it proving you, you know, that they did this well? How did they succeed in these things? Absolutely. Lisa, this is great information. I'm going to encourage all of my listeners to go over to careerpolish.com. Even if they're not looking for jobs, you've got so many great tips on the hiring process that I think will be advantageous for business owners and people looking for jobs. Well, it's funny because, you know, it's a great way to look at it. When we were talking about it, you know, I work with people and teams on their brand, on their communication, how they're doing this. And before we started recording this, what do we do? You went to my website and critiquing it saying, you know what? More white space, less words, you know, be more impactful. So the cobbler's children have no shoes. Don't be the cobbler. You know, apply what you're looking for externally, apply it first in, or internally. That's really good advice. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, go ahead, listen to another episode. They're short. Look for more than a few words wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.